Here's Gourlami. Kill yourself. Go sit in the middle of the road and let a car run over you. Okay, Phil, jeez. Why don't you intro the episode? Hey, guys, and welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. This is Kenny. This is Paul Damien. And this is Ian. And this week, yeah, we're talking about it. We're talking about Dune. Dune. I gotta say it as loud as this movie was. Paul Damien, you didn't see this movie in the theater, did you? No. Kenny and I both saw it in the theater. It I'm was, pretty happy I didn't. It was sheet sa- sh- seat shaking. Yes, loud. it was fucking loud. I don't understand it. Did if y'all we, go see it together? No, no. We saw it in separate theaters, probably from separate like theater companies. At the probably. same time? Did, where did you see it at? I you, saw it at the Palladium, so Santicos. Sent, see, I saw it at an AMC, and Dang. it was still fucking loud as shit. I saw it in my girlfriend's room. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you blast it on the... Yeah. This is day and date release. It was way too loud. This is day and date release on HBO Max. Yeah. And so, it was available for everyone who had... A, uh, like HBO a pay, Max. You have to have a, the top tier, I think. I don't think you can have an ad version. And I don't think... Is you there can, even ad version? There's an ad there's, version of HBO Max? Gonna, either it's out now or it's going to be out. Oh, okay. Hmm. But also, if you have a a free like month or like a trial subscription you can't watch these movies either really? oh, you have oh, to be a paid subscription to have access to these movies very cool that makes is, sense yeah exactly um but yeah dune directed, directed by, by denny villeneuve <laughs> <laughs> i've always wanted to call him uh yeah denny yeah but i think it's actually more like dunny mm-hmm. but i've always wanted to call him denny villeneuve yeah villeneuve it Villene- looks like yeah villeneuve yeah it does yeah yeah but um, yeah, he's a Canadian, and he obviously has. Don't you know? Hey, don't. <laughs> he's Canadian. <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> um, and uh, he he has a great track record coming up with this. Mm-hmm. He did Arrival. He did uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is oh boy. Um, and then yeah, uh, most recently Dune. Dune. Um, but yeah this but yes um i can already i already kind of have a feeling about how paul damien feels about this movie. i think so too but it's i'm i'm very excited to talk about this movie regardless we kenny and i also rewatched the uh 84 version yeah by david lynch david lynch's version i mean me and ian are a little bit of dune heads i'd even say in the sense that uh we both had a lot of exposure to the book you know i read it i believe you've listened to it correct is what you'd say yeah Yeah. you've listened to the audiobook before so we both essentially read the book Mm -hmm. seen the 1984 version at least twice now for me yeah uh and now having seen this new retake on it mm-hmm. you know i think we're just pretty much missing the the weird uh series that came out on tv in the early 2000s oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000 i think it's like a three-part yeah, movie I, mini I think it was on like sci-fi or yeah i was literally like just looking at that yeah, it's <laughs> a three-part mini series that came out in 2000 yeah holy shit who was in that one? Who just named the think... top actors? No one, no one of note. Oh yeah, William Hurt. Yeah. Oh, William, William, William Hurt. Yeah. Who did he play? He played Duke Leto. Oh, holy shit! Uh, Alec, Alec Newman. Al- Alec Newman played Paul Muad'Dib. Muad'Dib. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. I, for we're not that big of Dune heads because we haven't read past the first novel. I own them. Yeah, <laughs> there's right there. I I think I'm gonna make an argument right here, even though. I should know better because I haven't read the books, but I think all you really need to read is the one novel. 
I feel like I got everything I needed from the one novel. I think I would argue, I mean, the first novel is what really matters and everything mm-hmm. after that is just like extended story. You know right. what I mean? I, but I really think like the first the first book of Dune is the the story that Frank Herbert needed to tell. You know right. what I mean? And I think everything else after that was just like more, you know, wanting to build on that world even greater, you know, having already built something so great that he could right. just continue on from there. But Dune as a as a whole is some of the densest sci-fi that exists that I've ever read personally. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. denser out there, you it's know. It's the most popular being this dense yeah. for sure. Um but I mean and I understand the popularity there though because it is still such an enthralling story with such good elements, you know, mm-hmm. storytelling elements to it and uh just a lot of really cool themes, you know what I mean? Yeah. That I I understand why people have always been drawn to this book a little bit, you know, and why it keeps getting kind of come back to because it it's one of those things that I think needed this level of like CGI and like budget well, yeah, thrown sure. at it to mm-hmm. get what what it needed to be and we almost got there. Yeah. Is what I would even say with the product we got. Yeah, this weekend, you know. Yeah, for sure. We're the, so this episode does come out a little bit after the fact, because um, it's well, yeah. fresh. We're fresh off the tails of it right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just want to say the original book came out sixty five, and so it it was it it was ahead of its time mm-hmm. when it came to sci fi. Um, but anyway, let's talk about impressions of this movie. Um, the movie starts out semi similar to the book. I think the book starts more out with you know the whole meeting of the Benny Gesserit mm-hmm. with Paul and everything. How did you feel about the main character's name being Paul, Paul Damien? I don't know. I was I thought it was that's actually something me and Amber laughed about the fact that this is um fucking what eight thousand years in the future, and the name Paul is still a thing. I love Jessica too. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Leto is actually not a ter- terribly uncommon name. A lot of the name or Vladimir is the le- the Baron's yeah, first Harkonnen. name. Yeah, they have a lot of just very like traditional human names, and I thought that was a hilarious choice of Frank Herbert to build this insane world with so much insane terminology in and then it. it's just all paul yeah hey what's up dave <laughs> yeah you know, exactly you know? some names don't die i yeah. guess <laughs> Duncan um, and but Gurney. then there are plenty of like space names for sure like piter exactly and shit like that but anyway well, i think piter and gurney are like i i name. Oh. those are like not just names we don't necessarily Maybe. hear that much but are definitely that's a good call human i didn't names. even think about that yeah. i think it's also um the fact that like whenever you tell a story you want them to be relatable oh, true. to your audience. Mm-hmm. So Paul is a relatable name and sure. some fucking weird alien name mm-hmm. like Bingo Bob. That's that's not relatable. <laughs> that's, that's the George Lucas side of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Jar Jar side of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, his name is Paul. He's supposed to be 15 um, according to... The, the, the text books, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I i feel like he looked around that age yeah in, no yeah maybe like 17 at the oldest I, yeah i agree yeah I, I feel like they did a pretty good job casting a younger actor this time mm-hmm. rather than lynch's version where we got kyle mclaughlin who <laughs> yeah you know, looks like looks, an old man already looks like you know a chiseled man at this point <laughs> um but yeah i i really liked paul in this movie mm-hmm. i feel thanks <laughs> i feel like he he delivered, which was not surprising coming from Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Is that's how you say his name, right? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Um, how did you guys feel? I liked the casting pretty much straight across the board in this movie. I thought everybody did their parts 
phenomenally. You know, that's nowhere I had a complaint in any way. I thought mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet fucking killed it. I thought Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto did a fantastic job. I was horrified to see this version's barren and yet he, still being such a kind of ominous and kind of gross presence mm-hmm. it wasn't nearly as bad as the version from the 1984 version be happy you spared yourself that <laughs> shit <laughs> holy shit um but yeah i mean i'm trying to think of what lady jessica the actress's name uh rebecca ferguson mm-hmm. you know i thought she did such a fantastic job being a better version to what we kind of get in the book which is very emotionally kind of like not unhinged but like you know, she shows so much more emotion when she's on her own oh. and then it's like the second she's in front of someone it's like a perfectly blank place and then we see those transitions in her so many times where she you know she's like does such a good job shaking and really freaking out but then the next moment she's very uh you're right stern-faced you know in the book it's almost like they make it they make it to where she's so like mentally weak so much of the time to where you finally see her finally stand up for herself at the end Mm -hmm. um and so it's you're right yeah there is that kind of underlining idea yeah i mean and that's where the 1984 version's a little bit more honest to the the right how the book was written which is just that it's so much more of like internal thoughts you mm-hmm. know what i mean and that mm-hmm. was very translated in the way david lynch did his movie which is every character gets their own internal narrator at some yeah. point in it which is great for storytelling but you know this one does much more of us just having to get there through context and visualization you know seeing well there's that. lots of visualization mm-hmm. oh dude yeah well we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> um no i wanted to talk real quick about kinds dr kinds mm-hmm. the eco ecological yeah. Uh, she, ecologist yeah. The eco- yeah yeah the imperial ecologist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she in this movie literally says the line outside out outward in in their oh, language yeah. in the fremen language as to where both in the book and in the lynch version it's all thought and i felt that was a little corny mm-hmm. that she went ahead and said out loud oh the one that will know our ways you know it's just like it was like that line was that necessary to have in that moment because there's a lot of dialogue that has come Straight oh, from true. the book yes. into the David Lynch version and now is in this one even. Yeah. So it's like these iconic lines that I feel like Denny maybe felt like he had to have. You they're know? Like, it's like they're focal points. Yeah. 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 It's these moments, these iconic moments Staples. that couldn't, mm-hmm. yeah, you couldn't veer away from. So if he's not doing the internal monologue that way, we had to get there anyway. So, yeah. but it was, I was very curious exactly. So when she said it, I was like, oh, there, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> there's the line. <laughs> there's the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, he yeah. This is this is one of the first stories, big stories that influenced the idea of like the one that would be born to like save them all, mm-hmm. almost like King Arthur, I guess. Um, but it's obviously what inspired Star Wars. Definitely, mm-hmm. I yeah. have to believe. No, for sure, yeah, no doubt. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I can do a sand planet, but cooler. <laughs> <laughs> How about the the worms don't move in their sarlacc pit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy and he's like instead of uh weird guns we'll do swords yeah. laser swords <laughs> uh, that was another thing that was a little unpresent in this movie that i was interested in one is the i don't we- think was the weirding you know the they weirding men- ways they right. mentioned weirding once uh they did mm-hmm. have a comment on like them being trained in the weirding way a little bit and we see it more that's towards weird the as fuck bro <laughs> the weirdo way yeah the weird them that weird ass way you know <laughs> um but it's just such a vital element and this story i'm curious i mean this was obviously half of the story mm-hmm. by design if not you know in fruition if we will get a second part to it right. um it definitely 
left out half of the book of dune and a lot of the elements like fade and obviously the weirding and then a lot of the stuff that happens in the latter half so i'm curious to see how that movie will be built and designed yeah. you know around the information that lacked in this one a little bit but, i uh, i kind of imagined denny to take more liberties. liberties i did too actually i was very the perfect example that line being mm-hmm. once again just kind of reverberated i was blown away that there were so much so much stuff that he obviously was like well i have to have yeah this in here you know what i mean it's like did do you though like yeah, well I, you know there's there's a lot from the book that they cut that mm-hmm. i'm by god glad they did i agree with that too and the opening sequence i was very convinced he was taking his own route because we get like a monologue from chanti oh yeah who that i mean you don't really get that and and there's no uh, story the version Mm. of the story that's ever been told from her point of view right Right. out the gate so i was like oh he's really gonna do his own thing here and we're seeing like the Fremen's point of view of the Harkonnen, which obviously the Harkonnen, that was the one that, that was one of the terminology. That's how I've always said it. Harkonnen? Yeah. See, and I always said Harkonnen. That's funny that it's like yeah. a very tomato tomato. Um, but the Harkonnen, you know, either way. And I, you know, Chani, I would say Chaney. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would be like, oh, Dick Chaney. <laughs> Dick the, Chani. Okay. So yeah, real quick. I had, I, I was just trying to build my own fake glossary of oh, okay. all the shit for this. I was going to be like Donkey Utah and Paul Atreyu oh, and yeah. Jared Leto Atreyu. <laughs> Atreyu! <laughs> um, the, the Hadouken. Crocodile so, Gurney. <laughs> Crocodile Gurney, goddammit! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was going to do, yeah, like uh, Baron uh, Hakude, or, uh, Hakusho. <laughs> so you guys really enjoyed this movie. Oh, I've been enjoying Dune my whole life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I've, I've never read the book. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the original movie. And this movie was a good movie. I'll, yeah. I, I will give you that. It was a good movie. Uh-huh. Um, but this movie was boring as fuck. Okay. And I have plenty to talk on that too. I felt like I didn't get much out of it. I have you plenty know? to talk on that and too. I understand what they're doing. Yeah. I get that. And we kind of talked about this pre podcast. Um, but if they were to like come out with part two of this movie in a couple weeks, I would give this movie a really good rating. Yeah. But the fact that I know they're not going to do that, this I, gonna take it's going to take a couple It's going to kill the rating that I'm going to give. Oh, well, I mean, not but to blow still, our, not to blow our, all our loads. Don't say that. <laughs> the load has already been blown. We're done saying that. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm not going to rate this movie. Oh, that's you fair. To that's rate completely this movie? fair. Yeah, because this I is, understand that because it's not a whole movie. It's I not agree. a whole movie, and that's that's I think that's my biggest problem. It with only this gets movie. half a rating. With the movie is <laughs> the movie is so fucking long. Best out of two point five, exactly. <laughs> This movie is so fucking long. Yes. And it's not even a whole movie. Yeah, no, trust but me. That it's frustrated still, the ever living It's still a good me. movie. I still would I wouldn't uh, argue anybody to watch to not watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but it's just it, this movie isn't really for me. If I, I honestly if I read the book, Maybe. then I would probably let me tell love you, the shit out of this. Let me movie. tell you right now, the book's not for you either. I good cuz honestly, not gonna read it. honest to god, <laughs> I don't the want book's to. not for me either. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I love that book. So, um what's what's interesting about the design of the book is mm-hmm. it's written so much more of like hist- it's like written like a history textbook or something. Oh it's, dude, I probably won't read it's it. It's all written from the point of view of someone 
years yeah. from the events of it being Princess like, the, yeah, this is the history of what happened on Arrakis during this time, you know, so it's being written from someone who knows so these it, events as a fact, you know, it's almost like the Bible. Then it's like a third person it. connotation on in, what a, in a big way. Yeah. yeah. So there's plenty of dialogue exchange and, and it's, it's yeah. narratively driven just like a, any book would be, but it is obviously all the retelling of, mm-hmm. of these events versus yeah. them like happening in the moment. You right. know, there's like every chapter starts off with like a little, snippet of like weird history from just this universe you know mm-hmm. and so it was a very interesting and but that's what makes it for me so dense you know what i mean it's just the fact that it has insane terminology to have to learn that any book that has a glossary at the back that's like just in case you forgot what this nonsense means here's a thing to explain it <laughs> but that denseness is also what gives it so much charm because it nothing it, exactly everything from it is going to be reminiscent of it you know yeah. nothing could quite be just like it because it's so specifically its own fucking thing you yeah. know so you said it has random facts at the beginning of each like chapter and no stuff? it's not like, random facts it's it's, it's like historical like, information just it's from passages from so it's like on 10,034 yeah, like, it'll, it'll be like a passage from like a, his, a literal history book or something from their world yeah and it's just it, like 10,034 this happened no it's all it'll all be like information <laughs> relevant to Paul Atreides or something yeah, it, yeah. or the Atreides family or as the Atreides whole. family as a whole you know there's there's every chapter starts with a, a passage from Princess Irulan and she's mm-hmm. like stated at the at this point of you know and so she she'll say quotes from Paul post the events of this book mm-hmm. and it's just so weird it's mm-hmm. so interesting I, I I will give Dune all the praise in that sense where Dune has incredible ideas and beautiful paintings it wants to tell you but there is so much constant betrayal that it's like a goofy like a goofy like a uh, uh, Shakespearean Shakespeare ripoff yeah mm. see I I, I well, probably won't ever get no into it um I used to like to read more mm-hmm. and um I don't know my attention span has just shrunk um uh, uh, I blame TikTok I mean <laughs> Sure, I guess Kesha. It, it's TikTok. Kesha came in. Um, she made that fucking song. But uh, I don't ruin the world. I, I don't think I'll be able to. I don't think I would be able to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a good book, but I just don't give a shit. That's Dude, fine. That's you know what, what I mean? movie's for. And the movie, I I don't know. I have such mixed emotions about this fucking movie. Dude, okay, can I say real? quick? I think we yeah. all do a little bit. Don't when get I, that wrong. When I left the theater after seeing this movie, I hated it. Really? I like full on hated it. That's kind of how I felt when I finished it. (laughs) And so I marinated on it a lot since then because I saw it Friday night. It's now Mm -hmm. Monday. And now I'm I'm all in. I love it. Mm -hmm. The problem is, like we already said, it's only half the movie. And that was what frustrated you is the lack of how far we got? Also, the dream sequences were a bit, in my opinion, self-indulgent. Where it was constantly just like suddenly a different scene and it was just all this magic and Hans Zimmer was just leaning on his keyboard and it was just so fucking big. Like, Look how cinematography, I yeah. know how good I can I be. Feel like, I feel like that's kind of bad storytelling. Well, okay. To do it like that because like if somebody's maybe half paying attention because some people just don't completely pay attention to movies, yeah. they'll just be like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, that's the thing. You know Dune, what I mean? That's, that's something that Hollywood is really gambling with this movie is that we won't probably ever see something so artful like this mm-hmm. again if it doesn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. And 
it's also my issues now I'm starting to realize that I feel like comic books is the prime medium for storytelling because movies will always have that form of art that mm-hmm. the artist that is a director needs to put into his picture. And I, as a storyteller, it clashes with how I want the story to be told. That's my other mm-hmm. big interesting with this movie. But other than that, I think this movie was fucking fantastic. The action in this movie yes. was fucking incredible. How did you guys feel about Caladan, the home planet of the Atreus? Did you <laughs> of the Atreus? Yeah, Calrissian. Cal- Calrissian. Calrissian. Cal- 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 yeah, the the you know the rain planet. Camino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lando Calrissian. Lando Camino. Yeah. How did you guys feel about Let's talk about each planet. I, let's rate each planet. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with Caladan then. Yeah, let's talk about Caladan. How did you guys feel about the home planet of the Atreus? I I will give Caladan 5 out of 5 pineapples. Oh. It's, yeah. It, I mean, it is a very rainy planet. Yeah, so they probably have a lot of pineapples. You know, but, they talk about pine trees in this fucking movie, mm-hmm. which I don't yeah. think they do in the book. <laughs> um, but I actually thought it was, like, really gorgeous. I, I love the places that they go to in mm. the movie. Uh, like, the cinematography in the movie is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job. Like, they have great shots um, and just the direction uh, and the flow. I obviously they have a guide book, a literally book of where to go. Yeah, but like the way that they uh, put it to picture, I think was really good. How did you feel I about really Caladan? I loved Caladan, and I think it did a much better job than the David Lynch version does of giving us a place that's so th- flush with water that it's it's that contrast to what we know is coming. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We get all these scenes with the ocean and like raindrops on the windows and it I mean the in this lush landscape to really give us that feel of like they're coming from a place much like our own. You know what I mean? It's essentially meant to be like an even lusher earth in yeah. a funny way of how it's kind of represented. So um and it's important one thing they additionally kept in a theme that I really appreciated was the ideology that the previous Atreides was like a bullfighter and, yeah. and like, and like as a hobby, not even yeah. by anything real. Yeah. And that's, and it was kind of like the cause of his, you know, youthful death or like his younger demise, you know? And, but they never really mentioned it, but we see the black bull's head, mm-hmm. which is meant to be the bull that killed yeah. the grandfather, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's much more laid out in the book, but I liked that that theme was there to see as like the representation of like, Death is here. The death, death is here. The yeah. downfall is always just that close. You know what I mean? Their family is just destined to to be doomed. You know, they're, See, they are. I didn't even really catch that it, while watching the movie. So it takes like somebody like you who has a little more insight mm-hmm. to tell me that. So that way, those scenes make a lot more sense to me now. And, you know? and low key, Denis Villeneuve, I, I fault this to him. He didn't want you to understand that. He only wanted people who were really fucking wanted wanted I to be invested. I think this movie was made for people who actually like Dune. This wasn't yeah. made for people who don't give a shit about the story. Like it, because right. so much of the nuances that exactly are mm. were literally nuances. They aren't explained. They mention like the bull riding, or you know, he's like, "When my grandfather, you know, matador bulls or whatever yeah. he says in like one line," but it's so much more. Not not so well like explained out exactly, but, right, and I, I really believe so many of the choices were that we were meant to see that people mm-hmm. who n- understand those elements as big themes from their original telling, you know. You think it's one of those situations where it's like you you can't expect to draw in too many new people, and you can't expect to like please everybody with this. You got to please who you 
who you can. I think. Well, go ahead. I think Denny Villeneuve feels that way, but I don't think Warner Brothers feels that way. Yeah. Mm, well, right. it blew me away is that I feel like with Blade Runner for twenty forty nine, he did the opposite. He took a story that a lot of people maybe veered away from. Like for example, my mom hates Blade Runner. You know, loves the Star Wars movies. I grew mm. up on them, but sees Blade Runner as like shitty sci fi. You know, and but I believe she would probably like Blade Runner twenty forty nine because I feel like that movie's so much more for everybody. You know what I mean? I, I think, don't agree. I How think she that feel about may, Total Recall. Like, did you like Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I actually haven't seen twenty forty nine. We should do it on the podcast. We should do it Let's on the podcast. It. That's actually surprising to me because I thought that movie took the Blade Runner story, which isn't for everybody, and mm-hmm. put it, painted it in a way that was much more enjoyable for the masses, and I think did. Pretty well, I have to believe, right? It didn't do well in the theater. It didn't do great in the no. theater? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Dune is doing far better, and this is in the middle of a pandemic. That's so. also true. But, 2049 is uh, with Ryan Gosling, right? Yes. But I really think Dune didn't do that. I guess this is my main, the point I'm trying to get at. I really mm-hmm. think Dune didn't, wasn't made for everybody or wasn't exactly. ma- wasn't trying to be like, I want to take the story of Dune and make it more digestible for the public because it, it isn't. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I wouldn't say it's any more digestible presented here than it is in the original movie, which is not lo- beloved by people either right. or the book, you know? So I was I was a very mixed bag walk- walking out of the theater of this movie too, simply because not even necessarily, I, I knew I was only getting half the story walking mm-hmm. in. But I was just more intrigued on the choices, the deviations from the story that were chosen right. or like the the choices of not giving information that felt kind of vital at times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was just they decided like, ah, that's not that's not as important to give you as much as you might have to just understand it's an element on your own. Right. No. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I like pittered out there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this it, it does. This movie it. With its runtime, I imagined the stopping point further than what we got. Because I, I thought, agree. Yeah. I had read interviews, and maybe this is my own fault. With you know, hyper, uh, what was it? Uh, hypothesizing. Um, I read interviews that Denis Villeneuve was managing to adapt some of Messiah into the sequel as well. Oh, and I mean, we kind of see that because we see shots of like Paul doing crazy, like flips and shit in a war that doesn't happen in the first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I had assumed because of that, this movie would end at where I imagined it to be not to spoil anything for anybody else. Cause I don't, since you only saw this yeah. one movie and you haven't read the book, you haven't seen the original movie, we, we might not talk about the ending That's of what, Dune. That is a little tricky. Yeah, yeah. Because the original movie even, Got the whole book in two and a half hours. It gets the whole book done. You know oh, what I yeah. mean. And so that's so I'd rather right. watch that. <laughs> <You know>? Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, and that's what's funny is there's a lot about is that it movie. That bad? It's no, not that bad. That's just it. There's a lot about that movie I really like. And I, to have sat, I do too. And I, you know, what's funny to have sat down yesterday and watched both of them. Mm-hmm. I think it pacing wise went by better for me in its two and a half hours than this one did in its two and a half hours. Yeah. I found myself in the theater like. You know, kind of like crossing my arms and getting even at more level of comfortable. Yeah. Like here, you know, I'm guy. I know that's I've got because, a long road ahead of me still. You know, that's because Denny Villeneuve needed to show you some art. Yeah, Kenny, <laughs> and it's because it slows down and gets so artsy fartsy at times. Yeah, and um, but and I thought it kind of uh, extended on some parts that we didn't necessarily need so much mm-hmm. time on. Especially one of those being where I don't know if we we haven't talked too much on even what goes on in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we get the whole part where Jessica and Paul are bunkered up, right. you know, underneath the sand for a while. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that scene was like, 
probably like i mean i get what we were trying to get to and all that but it was like 10 minutes longer than it fucking needed to be you know i told ashley my fiance leaving the movie i was like i'm confident i can cut 27 minutes off of this movie that's such a specific amount of time because i i feel like (laughs) 27 minutes of 14 seconds that's that's the thing that is the thing 14 seconds here 14 seconds there Mm -hmm. i feel like i could at the very least cut 27 minutes off of this movie Mm -hmm. and it would flow so much nicer and it's only because the cinematography is so grand and grandiose and they wanted it to feel like the book, which is grand and grandiose in its explanation mm-hmm. and its over-explanation, yeah. in my opinion, that it it does feel a lot like the book. It really does. And I think that that is kind of at its fault, but it's also exactly what people probably wanted yeah. that love this book, <laughs> like you were saying earlier. But um, yeah, no, the bunker scene. I want to talk about it for a minute because it wasn't until this viewing or, well, I mean, this, this, uh, absorbing of Dune that I realized the importance of that scene where he screams at his mother. And cause I remember in the book, cause I, I tried to read this book a long Mm -hmm. time ago. Um, and I, I did that thing where I read the book, but then I don't absorb any of the information. Yeah. You read Mm -hmm. words, not Mm -hmm. a story. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but then more recently, I re-listened to the book, and I hated that part. And it, this time seeing it in the theater, I did also hate it, but it made me understand that it was Paul leaving behind any sort of boyhood he had left. That was his last lashing out, where he gets to be a boy for the last time, mm-hmm. where he's like, you made me a freak, you know? And then that was it. After that, he is... The Duke, basically. Yeah, yeah. dude. And I loved it. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, Duke. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. Sorry to, to take up the end of that little section, but let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll finish talking about Dune. Dune. Oh, we want to say something real quick. Well, uh, hi. Uh, this is Tucker over here at uh, Wayne's Worm Rescue. Uh, unfortunately, Wayne could not do the commercial. He's just, he's just a little too shy, but he's, I can see him. He's giving me the thumbs up and that I'm doing good. So I'm just going to take it from here. So, um, yeah, come on down to Wayne's. We, uh, we got the worms. We, we, <laughs> we, we take them and we give them. We, we foster the worms. So you can bring them, you can take them, whatever works for you. But, um, a little about me. I, I got a fine arts degree, uh, but there, there really wasn't much I could do with that. So, uh, worms. I do worms now, so, um, yeah, you just, you, you find yourself a little earth noodle, bring him on over, because we got him, we got the worms, here Wayne's, okay, that's all I got, cut, cut the music, thanks. God damn it. It, it got it. Got it. <laughs> I like the part where it got loud again. Uh, that's what I just said off pod. Uh, thanks oh, yeah. to Wayne's for um, sponsoring yeah. this video. They paid us <laughs> this in, video. <laughs> in the, for yeah, this podcast. They uh, paid us in worms. Yeah. They paid us in 80 earthworms. Crazy yeah. enough, they I also actually, have gummy worms. I actually gave my share of worms back. That was nice of you. Yeah. That was, they were out of stock. Yeah. After they, <laughs> they gave them all the way. Very small business. They don't get very many customers. Uh, 
From what I understand, they worm the ground themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, well, we're back talking about Dune. Speaking of worms. Speaking yeah, of worms. How, how coincidental. <laughs> um, yeah, the shy halud, the shy guy halud. In this. Shy guy halud. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm still coming up with all of them. There's the Benny and the Jesserits. Which I, I like <laughs> I like the, um, the, the worms, the sandworms. I oh, thought yeah. they're a really cool concept. You know, like you were saying earlier, kind of like a sarlacc. Well, um, yeah. Also, kind of like the fucking creatures from Tremors. Yeah, Tremors. Yeah. yeah. So they're 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 the awesome. forbidden butthole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I can honestly imagine that Tremors also got the idea. Oh, from, for sure. From Dune. Yeah. yeah. I think Tremors was like a let's do Dune but funny. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, was like let's, let's do Dune but how but like smaller worms, yeah, yeah. cowboys yeah. and yeah. guns, and um, pipe bombs. But yeah, no, yeah, Shai Halud. I guess from this iteration of Dune is. The overall kind species of, of yeah, them. yeah, which they also call them makers in the book because they make the spice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was enough alluded to you in this Denny Villeneuve version. No, no. it's so their poop. It must be their excrement. Yeah, it must be like bees with honey, right? Exactly. Where they kind of just absorb, I guess, the, the minerals. Whatever we, the fuck. We talked about this last time. <laughs> yeah, with bees, bees throw up in each other's mouths <laughs> until they make honey. Well, right. What does the worm do to make spice? That's the next question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we know from this book? I don't think they explicitly say. It just comes off of them somehow. Yeah. It must be they eat minerals in the ground and then they ex- mix it with the sand and yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but spice is used by most interstellar, interstellar travelers. They the, well, it's the only way to travel yeah. Yeah. safely. Yeah. Or within Quickly. a timely manner yeah. either. Um, so spice is uh, very important. Yeah. Very <laughs> necessary. Um, I think I've I think I've smoked some spice <laughs> yeah, before exactly. in like high school. Remember how fast time went by, dude? So fast. <laughs> Weren't you? No. If uh, is what is that drug that we did that one time? Salvia. Salvia, <laughs> which is basically yeah. spice. It's like the same thing, but spice is different. Yeah, yeah. it lasts like that. It's enough to it's... interstellar travel out yeah. and come back. Exactly. <laughs> I remember, like, I thought it was really funny because they were talking about spice, and I was like, oh. They got the I thought spice. It was, I thought it was funny, and then I saw the ship uh-huh. that's shaped like a giant pipe. Yeah, and I was like, "That's where they smoke the spice." <laughs> <laughs> I thought the the intergalactic hopping ship looked yes. fucking cool. Yeah, and I, liked I did the idea too. That they all kind of came from the center of it, and it was just basically it, like a big engine. Yeah, yeah it, it looked was, like a big plane yeah. engine. Yeah. It's almost. It's a pipe. It's a one hitter. It's almost. <laughs> it's almost. Uh, what's what's the word? Not foreshadowing, but paying homage to the actual worm where the spice comes from. Yes. It's almost like everything need, yeah, is almost—it's necessary through a tube, you through, know? A tube. through a tube, dune tube. <laughs> you it's, put, it's the dune tube. You put dune sand tube. in the tube, and then the other end is spice. Yeah, dude, Arrakis in general look fucking <laughs> yes, cool. I, I thought it was so dope, and mm. I mean everything leading up to it. You know, like once again, us getting to get all these scenes of Kalan and how mm. absolutely just moist it is. Yes. So I, you're, you're, yeah, he's already seen it. I know. What? <laughs> um, but then we, you know, we get, oh. you know, just like Shrek. You know, our main character has to leave the swamp that he's so comfortable <laughs> with to go into a world that, that he doesn't know and is scary. Swampy. You know, and he's just wondering, mm. what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> <laughs> god damn it but so i mean we get fucking arrakis which is the is i guess south california you know just yeah. like uh tattooing yeah. you know 
Yeah. Um, but looks fucking super good. Even for yes. being a desert planet. I thought when we get that scene of the city, like we come up over the hills and mm-hmm. it's like the first, the city of uh, Arrakadin or I forget what the yeah. capital is. I thought it looked fucking awesome and much more realistic to what like a sand mm-hmm. capital would look like, which True. would be very like, you know, uh, bunkered in it would have big walls all around it you know it would everything there wouldn't be open buildings everywhere everything right. would pretty much be sealed shut yeah. from storms and stuff i like that there was a point that we saw that they're like no we have I, I don't give a shit that you're chilling on your balcony right now dude yeah. you need to come inside because we need to close <laughs> the fucking doors or we're gonna lose a bunch of moisture and it's gonna get way too hot in here you know yeah i just liked the 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 details that he took to really build that the world of in the rules that would come with dune in yeah. arrakis you know i agree the fucking giving five people's worth of water to 20 trees you yeah. know every day and he was all 100 lives yeah oh. <laughs> was that jamas in that scene no no that it was a, someone else right yeah, yeah, yeah it was just some other jarvis comes away I, I love that immediately paul was like should we just fucking cut them down yeah no like we'll- like you'll be fine we don't have to water the trees. It, it is to show his like uh, compassion yeah, and humility. Yeah, but I just think it's funny because the way the guy says it, he's almost saying it like, like, like oh, we shouldn't be fucking watering these trees. Yeah. And he's like, no, they're sacred. <laughs> so it just, it you get mixed emotions off of him in the scene. Hey. Yeah, I'm sure he has mixed emotions about these trees. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's uh, like, my daughter died for you. Yeah. True. It, it's it's true. Uh, let's talk about each of the characters and their casting, because mm-hmm. I think besides maybe one casting, sort of, kind of, I think this movie was impeccably casted. Who's the, who's now? I'm just curious who you yeah, think the poor casting is. Uh, Gurney. Oh, really? I love Josh Brolin, and I like Gurney as a character. But for some reason, I'd always imagined Gurney a little bit younger. Like I I had always seen Gurney and Duncan Idaho as each other like they were like the same level same age and same military experience and that's why duncan was like the spy that goes ahead and that's why gurney was like in charge of the the military at home and so i had always Hmm. seen them as like 28 to 32 year olds honestly which i maybe was a a bad reading no not at all because i don't know if they say their names or their ages but they really wanted to drive home in this movie that gurney was old Mm mm-hmm Every every chance that they had, old Paul, man. Paul yeah. called him an old man. Yeah, and I, f- it just made me feel weird about how I had previously felt about Gurney, and I guess that's my own my own take on. And well, like their relationships to each other would mm-hmm. make more sense if they're a little bit closer in age yeah. versus like you know it being so because Gurney wouldn't be so inclined to like <clears throat> understand or buddy up and understand Paul's side of True. things so much as being like I'm an authority figure for you to respect. You know, yeah. I think I think I would have really liked Gurney more if he had like. I don't know, Infinity Stones. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but, I, I well, weirdly enough, I have a not. I I totally agree with your mentality on Gurney, but I had like this weird thing where I was like, I wish he was Willem Dafoe. I know that sounds oh, super oh. silly, and I think it's because of Atlantis or yeah. Atlant- Aquaman, Aquaman movies. Aquaman. <laughs> Atlantis, that the Aquaman's and the fact that he plays a kind of a similar role. He's Mentor. like a, he's somewhere between like Thufir and Gurney in yeah. that in those movies. And I was I just, so the whole time I was watching, I was like, I kind of wish this was Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think I just like him as like that that kind of mentor that mentor that spiritual mentor we also uh, have aquaman in this movie. if anything yeah, i think i would have liked him as even thufir you know the, oh, like, the information willem yeah willem dafoe is that mm. like that one i like the like guy the, that they casted for thufir yeah me too 
Yeah, Thufir was cool. Uh, Hawat Thufir, right? Yeah. That's how you say his I name? I just said put Thufir Hawat, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot pocket Thufir. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're through here okay i did the benny and the jesserit joke mm-hmm. uh, you did the jared leto <laughs> the sardaukar in my mind were the sauerkraut um i thought the still suits looked badass yeah they did mm-hmm. the they looked fucking look sick really good. they kind of they kind of reminded me of um like an odst mm. jump trooper in halo yeah like i have to bring halo up yeah, you, yeah. well uh halo. let me go ahead and bring up akira God damn it! Go. I y'all didn't bring it up on the comic book episode, <laughs> and so I was like, "Guess they forgot." And you, I hate you. Anyway, go on. Um, so this <laughs> this is a movie much like Akira. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, so the Shy Halu. <laughs> <laughs> just that. I don't even explain. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about Getty Prime. That, that dude. Planet. We didn't talk about yeah either of the last the, year. The Sardaukar planet. Yeah. The Sardaukar uh, planet. We only see Getty Prime I think, once, and it's when we're introduced to right. the Baron. The Baron. Because okay, then it's yeah. basically just Dark Lightning World. You know. Yeah. Which where Caladan is Light Lightning World. Sick. Dude, both of, all every scene and all the scenery. It was fucking gorgeous. Dope. The castle mm-hmm. was dope. Both castles, the the Treyu castle mm-hmm. before they left, and then the Falcor, the, and then the Arakadakadan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Capital. <Yeah. laughs> it's also dope looking. Um, but yeah, Getty Prime looks dope. How did you guys feel? I guess about Piter and the Baron as design and so much characters. better than the David Lynch version. I'm gonna fucking step on it right now. I like the David Lynch version. I don't think I it's true. It. To Dune, yeah, but I I think it's funny and cool. It's fucking look. I'm just gonna look it up to show Paul Damien because yeah. of how fucking nightmarish it is. <laughs> it's not so bad, it, it, dude. Every scene that guy's in, I have to look away from the screen. <laughs> I'm serious. I believe I thought, you. I thought Baron Vlad looked badass. I did too. I really did. Look at him. That's oh, how he dude. looks in the Lynch version. And they're in the first That's time you see him, they're like sucking pus out of his yeah. face and telling oh. him how beautiful he is and shit. They're like, "You're so beautiful, my Baron." Everybody go and Google David Lynch. You're uh, making Baron me upset. Oh my god! Yeah, Harkonnen. go look up Kenneth McMillan. Yeah, Baron Harkonnen, and you'll <laughs> not sleep for the rest of your fucking life. Um, the guy who played um, Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter. David, David Dasmalchen. Das That's the perfect cast for a character like that. Like a Weasley yeah. little creep. Because he yeah. was Polka Dot Man. Yes. The Russian that's obs- obsessed with Baba Yaga in the Ant-Man movies. He's everywhere all the time. His first... Which, let's talk about po- Polka Dot Man again. Um, I love Polka <laughs> let's Dot po- Man. Let's talk about let's, Polka Let's talk about him the, Polka, the way Polka, we Polka, didn't Polka. talk about him in the Suicide Squad episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Polka Dot Man. Uh, let's talk about him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this I'm is who he- watches the Polka Dots. I'm glad that actor is getting some time in the shine because he is yes. he is good and exactly ha- I I don't want to pigeonhole him but is very good in like these more like creepy uh, or awkward yeah. type characters you know and so mm-hmm. I, I even though I was bummed yeah they I don't I really don't think they said his name the entire movie I was glad that he was that character because he definitely still gave the the tone and impressions mm-hmm. that that person is which is essentially the creepy right hand to the to the Baron you know. Yeah. Um, I fucking thought Batista's Raban was dude fucking sick too. Mm-hmm. Dude, when he yells in that yeah. first scene, we get introduced. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> he's just so casual for. It. He's like, how can they do this? How can they? Turn it and he's like, oh my god, he turned it up in the second half of that sentence. 
<laughs> see, I enjoyed his character. I really did. But my problem is that I just see Drax, Drax. the Destroyer. Yeah, that's like, fair. It's almost the same makeup. And yeah. so it's just it, it's just it's just in, what in I human see. color. Yeah, and it's just his bald head. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But he think... does do a really good job as characters like this. Yeah, for you sure. know he could he could change from like Kenny said, kind of go from like zero to a hundred mm-hmm. in an instant. So it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I, I do like his Raban. I wish mm. we saw more of it. Him do something. I think we'll see yeah. more of it. Yeah, later, for sure. you know, for potentially, sure. but. That makes me curious where, obviously, who we know, the other main player for the Harkonnen is, you know, Fade is going to be or, you know, how that's going to play into it. Or maybe he just maybe that'll be a big deviation. He just won't even have Fade. I think I think he will for sure. I think so. In the second half. And I was going to say, and Raban could just take on the he's going to get faded. as could take on both uh, personas, you know, in the storytelling. Yeah. Um, Who would you want to play Fade, Rotha? Sting. It's just Sting Returns. <laughs> sting Returns. No, that's, that's a good question. That's what it, the poster would say. It would be Dune 2, Sting Returns. <laughs> uh, maybe like Alexander Skazgard would be kind of cool. Which is, which one is that? I don't know who that is. That's the really pretty one. That's the one from uh, True Blood. Yes, that's the one from like True Blood and the Tarzan movie. Um, Big Little Lies. He's all that kind of stuff. I just imagine it would have to be someone that's kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I love that photo. Yeah, I love that that's his IMDb photo, by the way. But I just someone who's like the definition of like handsome, you know, maybe, maybe I, someone younger is I what think you were going to argue. That's Eric. Well, yeah, Stellan Skarsgård, I think, is his name, the father. Oh, plays the Baron. Yeah, he plays the Baron. Exactly. Um, I think he has a son that is Timothy Chalamet's age. Interesting, and it's not Bill or Alex. Obviously, no, obviously. There's, well, there's like five of them that yeah. act. He like had like a thousand sons and put them he all in the laid, business. He laid a bunch of eggs and was like, "Go act, my chickens. Go my, my scars, guards. <laughs> my scars, guards. <laughs> my sardacar. Go." Do you think when they were first born, they're just all scars, scars, scars? Yeah, actually. <laughs> Probably like little chickens, like yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, and like then they grow up. They grow up and and like hey, he. This one's like Alex. <laughs> yeah, now that he's Alex. a full grown man, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Bill's like Bill. <laughs> Bill. Um. Anyway, but yeah, someone maybe actually young and closer to Timothy Chalamet's age, or someone meant to be like young. I think that was. Um, I don't know. I felt a Sting and. Uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin were two at odds. I felt like they were completely different. They should have been cast the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Sting Returns. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't wait to see who they cast for Fade Rotha. Um, I guess let's talk about Stilgar because they actually show the scene in the book. Oh yeah, there's Sting. That's Everyone that- Google Sting in Dune. You know... Uh, Alexander Skarsgård makes so much more sense after <laughs> now that you've seen that. that. Yes, <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> um, they do the scene in my favorite scene in the book where Duncan Idaho brings Stilgar to meet Duke Leto, mm-hmm. and Stilgar spits on the fucking table. Oh god! In the book, I was laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> I thought it was so fucking funny because I knew immediately what it was. What why it was, he did it? Yeah, yeah, where it was going. I was like, "That's moisture. That's like all they have. That's like their favorite thing." <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, he he does it as a sign of respect. Like, here, here's some of my moisture. Who plays Sogar? What's that? Javier name? Bardem, dude. I, yeah. yeah, I love I love him as an actor. 
I think he's maybe the best actor in this movie. And he has Hands that down. that that dry tone of just mm-hmm. nothing's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just everything's serious all the time that landed so good on who Stilgar is kind of designed to be. You know, yeah. so I really liked him in that position a lot, and he definitely was Stilgar for me in the sense of being that one that's just like. I'm not here to fuck around with any of y'all. I'm just trying to get business done. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys feel about Donkey Utah? Donkey Utah. Played by... Duncan, uh, played by Jason Momoa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Played by Aquaman. Yeah. Um, How'd you feel I about thought that him? was really interesting. Uh, I think he looked really weird when he was completely shaven. Yeah, it was a little weird. No uh, beard Momoa. Is yeah. What I call yeah, like, there's one scene where he, like like comes forward and you can see like the camera angle is like going straight up. So you see his chin first. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I was at first, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, that's, that's Aquaman. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, it was, it was cool to see him in the movie, but you feel like his character. Um, I mean, just Jason Momoa. I don't know. I didn't really. I just. I was very intrigued that they basically made him one of our most important pieces for this. Oh God, I loved it. I did like the Duncan character. It was an interesting choice on Denny's side, or you know, the writing side of things that they were like, we're going to really lean more into the Duncan and Mm -hmm. Paul relationship in this movie. And I I, think it's present wholly in the book. I mean, it is. I just feel like I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit more focally driven here where in the book it is present but it's not like the focal point of like i mean they're the whole he's the whole reason they get away like i don't know i guess that is true i guess what i was getting at is that i i I like the character but i just didn't care for jason momoa as interesting interesting so you had a problem with the casting in that aspect not necessarily a problem it just it didn't excite me didn't really make me man i was i was head over heels you know what i I was head over heels for i was like oh that's cool jason momoa don't think i had a problem with it. it i i didn't uh-huh. fully enjoy it and once again it was I'm just all unexpected. In, I'm all into the brotherly kind of love themes but it was just yeah exactly mm-hmm. very unexpected for me that that was like what got focused on is like the real driving point on exactly on the emotional tolls that yeah. Paul is leaving this movie with you know um, it's like kind of what turns him into a killer is what I would argue in our you know mm-hmm. those the final parts of the movie yeah. you know, is that he's kind of lost that piece of him you know how did you guys feel about Gurney's Goodbye his last charge into battle, and then we'll, goodbye. We'll see him <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you guys feel about that? I loved that scene. By the Dude, way, it was With so and the there was like, and, and fucking bagpipes. And yeah. it felt like I was yeah. watching fucking Braveheart all of yeah. a sudden. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking sick. Dude, Dude, the bagpipes fucking got my ass because I, I was really... like, this movie mm-hmm. feels like it feels so grand you were saying mm-hmm. it's so grandiose and those scenes bring it all to fruition where it feels like i'm watching an epic battle sequence that is timeless you know what i mean i feel like i'm watching everything from braveheart to star wars lord to of the fucking rings. lord of the rings <laughs> to fucking dune yeah. so i like that it was they they made sure to make those scenes fucking epic you know what yeah. i mean from the 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 scale to the score to the fucking cgi you know everything looks fucking badass how'd you feel about it oh well i was gonna say that i like the um the part where they the fucking the soldiers for the emperor what are they called the, Sarti- the sauerkraut yeah, the, the sauerkrauts yeah, yeah the sauerkrauts are like going to the cave and the the fremen pop up out of the sand oh god i thought the way that they did that was really cool because i was like oh i guess they're sneaking up on them <laughs> where's the fremen you know, at right yeah. now, I could have sworn they were just in there. And then the way they portray that, just showing that the Fremen, this is their land. Yeah. You know, you can tell that everything they do is 
is to optimize the land and themselves yeah. within the, the desert land. power. Yeah. Which <laughs> I found so goofy every time they said it. I was like, God damn it. Desert power. Um, uh, I have one last pun to make. The Fremen, we can call them the frenemies, and they have kiss knives. Because you give a kiss to a friend and you give a knife to an enemy. Mm, I would also just call them Freeman. Oh, hey. There's there's probably the actual meaning. Yeah, they're just free people. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, the big battle where the Sardaukar, they, they come later. In the book, the Harkonnen, the Sardaukar dresses Harkonnen. And it's not so obvious that the... That it is oh, them presently right. in battle. Yeah, because the I Emperor doesn't want... It's so blatant that he's choosing a side in the conflict that he's created. Yes. Once again, something this movie doesn't do a great job no. yeah, totally explaining. I didn't think that would make very much sense. Like, why lie to them only to be like, oh, look, here's my men. Obviously, I tricked you. Like, the only you know thing I mean? we get is the Baron literally yeah. says something like, he's a jealous man, you know? But mm -hmm. the, both the book and the original movie do a much better job explaining why the events are, are happening. You know, it's not just random acts of power. You're like, oh, let's just take the Harkonnens out and put the Atreides he's in and see what fucking happens because oh you know like yeah. there's reasons for everything's goings on you know and so that was one thing i was like god i can't believe he didn't choose to at least try to like hammer that out better on what the pat that's why i was amazed we didn't even see the Padish empire or the emperor yeah. because he's so he's a key player on why everything that's happening is happening you know yeah. so it's kind of like having star wars without the emperor present you know uh, uh, the episode seven and eight dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> no go on you know but what yeah, i mean yeah like exactly. you we have like our two conflicting sides but we don't have the thing that's actually causing them to conflict right. there you know so i was very i was kind of disappointed that that wasn't so like involved or you know present do you think, do you think the there's stuff like that that had been uh yonked from this movie because denny was like i gotta fill the second half with something no, or or <laughs> It was like a three and a half hour long movie, and they're like, uh, "Danny, some of this got to get left on the floor." Dude, but <laughs> Willem Dafoe was the emperor. And Willem Dafoe was the emperor. <laughs> Do you think that's what it came down to? And then they were like, "Okay, we're just gonna make two fucking movies." I I think I, he always planned on two movies. I think he always. Planned I think on this two story movies. deserves that amount of time to be told. I I think it. Ne well, the thing is, like, I think this isn't doing it in the way that it needed yeah. to. I think it deserves two movies. I, mm -hmm. if the 1984 version's too rushed. It's mm -hmm. trying to get too much done in mm -hmm. too short of a period of time, so everything just feels like a fucking mess. Mosh, and, mosh. Yeah, mosh posh clusterfuck, and you're like, Whoa. and all the terminology becomes mush. Yeah. But this is kind of the opposite problem, where it's like, okay, you, he got two movies, but then he spent the first movie completely fucking around, so now the second movie's gonna have to either be a massive catch-up race, or short sight a lot of the I second half of the book the you know the biggest problem i have with this movie is that i do feel like it was a lot of just fucking around mm -hmm. and so then i know like yes this is a setup movie but the next movie it, it didn't set up the next movie very well you I know what i mean agree it, the cliffhanger agree, that too. leaves on with the jars battle i was like that's cool and all but that's not that's not at all impactful you don't see the repercussions that the book gives you later yeah. when he kills Jarvis. Um, there, the I just realized David Lynch's version skips the time skip. Yeah. Well, it's, we just wait. It has the time skip. It just oh, but there's not the whole like they just explain it away. They're just like two years have passed, and right. it I literally just, dialogues. <laughs> but in. there's no. Uh, 
there's no you know there's none of the shit that happens in between all that yeah, yeah. um which i think this next movie will obviously they're gonna have way mm-hmm. more of the fremen civilization mm-hmm. and the repercussions of that battle and you know mm-hmm. the life that he lives leading up to becoming muadib you know yeah. tr- truly do you, do you think they're just doing two movies yes that's okay. the idea right now they just want to well denny only wants to do two movies um but i agree yeah this first movie it's it didn't do enough setup and mm-hmm. where the lord of the rings feels like the first movie is contained and ends right there this movie does not at all i agree and it's it's crazy that mm. that it felt they felt like they had to release the like ah, the ending's not an ending yeah exactly like, oh, God. it's a very weird place for them to have stopped you know yeah. what i mean uh, so like I, I talked about Halo earlier, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna bring it up again. Okay. Um, but the only other time I've felt this kind of way about like oh, some form of media I know where you're going. was the ending of Halo Five. Yep. It's the same shit. It's the exact same thing that happened. And then to they them. never even finished it. Yeah, they're just like, we need to rush it out. We need to rush it out. So like, Halo Five, and they're like, it'll continue in part two of Halo Five. Yeah. And now they're just doing Halo Infinite. Which is technically part two to Halo Five, but it's, are they going to tell the story? It's, it's supposed to continue from there, maybe the part of the main campaign. But yeah. besides the point, like it's 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 barely half a story. Yeah, no, that I they're agree. giving us this and is this is two, more half a story than I think Halo Five was, in yes. my opinion. Yes, I will I could argue. I could even. Well, argue you don't that. know the other half is the thing. True, exactly. Yeah. I don't know the other half. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just like there's just so little given to me. There's not a lot that I feel like I can say about this movie, unfortunately, because there wasn't a lot yeah. for you to pull. And I, I feel I like think that's completely I feel like that's fair. why we that spent fair. so much time talking about other things than what we saw in the movie. Well, I think you know this movie has great cinematography. We've already praised that. Yes. It has a great cast. It's We've got a great praised score. That. It has a fucking impeccable score. It has. There's just no substance for me. There, it has great writing, but I agree. Sorry, I just had to do it one time. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of it. I've cried a thousand times. I'm going to cry some more. <laughs> no, but I, I don't think you can pull the the most out of the story unless you experience the whole story. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been seeing some rumbles. I've been seeing some arguments online. What if this was like a six to eight part hour long episode each mm-hmm. series and Danny would never have done that because he wouldn't have been able to do his big cinematography that was meant for the big screen. Yeah, that would have been like Ridley Scott produced or some shit. You know? Right. And so <laughs> I I don't see that happening. The only real way that this movie would have been able to work is if it was like a four-hour movie, frankly. And that, in this kind of environment where, you know, Marvel is so good at dishing out action on the 20 minute mark every time this movie would have been or less like 10 minute mark um this movie would have been hard to watch for most masses and so it's crazy that this is how it's become this is i don't know it's this movie is a a like a a multi-million dollar endeavor for warner brothers to hope that the dune heads are big enough to come out and support it when Dune is already such a niche idea mm-hmm. yeah. and 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 thing, you know, and so it's like it's like trying to bet 
I, I say this about Star Wars. The first three Star Wars movies, technically the first two Star Wars movies, are the only really, really good ones. The third one had fucking Ewoks in it, which I love Ewoks. Don't get me wrong. I was about to say, don't you fucking but talk shit about Ewoks. How is Ewoks any different than the Gungans? You know what I mean? And so the the prequel trilogy was was. Can you imagine? They're like, all right, we've done really two two good space <laughs> epics. For the third one, teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> and and so that's my thing is they George Lucas. Troopers. Well, yeah, George Lucas was trying to do Dune again in the the original trilogy, and so it's like. Obviously, that doesn't work. It's a niche idea. Star Wars is a niche idea mm-hmm. unless you do something like The Mandalorian where it's cowboy western, like save the baby kind of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> save the baby. Save that baby. Oh, I don't know. That's my rant. No. I, I just feel like <laughs> Dune is too niche for it to be this big, and I'm glad it's this big, and I'm I'm very happy with what we have. Have you seen its, its rating on IMDb? Dune? Yeah. No. This it's one? got a pretty good rating, yeah. Let me it's, look I think up. it's like 8.6 out of 10. I believe it. It's a very beautiful, striking, well acted. Eight point three mm-hmm. out of ten. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see a lot of Chani. Yeah, yeah, that was That's a also huge true. surprise to me, considering that the trailer had her all the time. Like, I think the trailer was, was a huge. horrible yes. representation of what this movie was, and because you and I were both worried about how much the trailer showed Chani and some mm-hmm. of those things that we were like, "That's all obviously second half yep. of the book. How mm-hmm. the fuck is that going to be such an epic or an important element?" And then it literally wasn't exactly every. Well, almost... it, it paid it all out in, in dream sequences. Exactly, it, yeah. it paid it all out in dreamscapes. <laughs> That's so true. You think you, you know what we should do? What we should get like a, a big name director like this. Mm-hmm. And then have them film like a 10 hour movie, you know, let them just go all out 10 hours. So Quentin then, Tarantino, yeah. hateful uh, 16. And then, and then we won't tell them, but we'll cut it into nine episodes. <laughs> we won't tell the director. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my God. I bet it would be more famous than any movie. Famous. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would like it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Times five. I don't know. That seems like times nine because there's nine episodes. You you have to pace yourself with episodes. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have a proper ending, or else it's not going to be satisfying. But you know. Yeah. I mean, if it's a ten hour movie, <laughs> then you are pacing yourself. True. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think this movie was made for people who already love Dune, and that was yeah. a bummer for me. Definitely. I was really, really, really hoping this movie was going to be an introduction to it. Well, Dune for everybody. I yeah. guess yeah. is even my point. The the heaviness of Dune hammered out in a way that the world could enjoy because it mm. is some of the densest sci-fi to ever become relevant yeah. to the masses you know uh and it just didn't quite hit that mark i think it it i think denny obviously loves dune himself was mm. probably a big dune fan in his you know sure. growing up and stuff and this was him making a movie that was probably very passionate to him you know i mm. have to imagine he wanted he had a vision for what he wanted Dune to be, and this is it. But that, but that was with all the knowledge of what Dune was right before this, you know. And so I think that's what this movie's made for: is anybody who has already ingested the story and wants to see it put to screen in a less literal way than David Lynch did it, where everybody's thoughts are just put out loud on the <laughs> on TV, or on, you know, mm-hmm. so you know what's going on in everyone's minds when you need them to, to keep the story going along, you know, yeah. so, I don't know, I, even though I was a mixed bag on what we got from this movie, I still fucking really loved it, I and I, I think it is a fresh, you know, it's, it's basically what we, all we've gotten in the last few years, it, 
from Star Wars, you know, like we haven't gotten anything else Fair like enough. this in the last several years, but Star Wars. So to finally have like this nice or Blade big Runner. or Blade Runner to finally, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm getting at is like this big space epic, oh, okay. you know, like yeah, this yeah. big, you know, intergalactic space epic. You know, this is finally something that's not fucking Star Wars, you know, that, <laughs> that has you. this scale that can still be really awesome and enjoyed. So, but I really think kind of like fucking the it movies, it, it's a perfectly incomplete half and neither of them are, they're meant to be one, two halves of a single whole and not individual spirits. You know? I thought yeah. about that too with it because it is so cleverly built because Stephen King told both stories simultaneous. You see both endings of Pennywise when they're young and when they're old in the book. Chapter at the same to time. chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it was much easier to, to divide in half. You just do all the kids stuff first and then all the adult stuff. Dune, there is no middle point of this story. There is a time jump and it's like at the, at the it's three, like three quarters, quarters yeah. mark. And it's like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're done. You're doing it wrong. You're doing, you're doing it, it wrong. wrong. <laughs> you didn't do it right. <laughs> uh, but but that, that's also kind of a thing with it, though. I can see it. The two it movies as two different entities. Yeah, like I can watch them individually and not have to really worry about the other movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. you know what I mean. So that's something about. I wouldn't even worry about the second. This thing, this movie, yeah, <laughs> Dune. That I know I can't watch the next movie without the first one or the first one without the next one because I'm not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. And so, well, I haven't seen the next one yet. So maybe the next one gives you way more that you don't even need the first movie to watch. And if that's the case, cool. Yeah. But, I mean, I I just, I I can't stand when when movies do this. I I can't. Dude, uh, Alita Battle Angel did this shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, we're gonna cook up uh, a good old story for you. Watch the whole thing, and then at the end, it's like, just kidding, not the whole story. And yeah. they're never gonna fucking do the rest of that. No. So um, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> movies, money, <laughs> movies. You know, they gotta make the money in the movies, you know. <laughs> so, no. Um. So, ratings. Oh, I thought we were gonna do it. What? You want to do the 2.5 system? I'm kind of about it. And then when the next one comes out, we'll do it too and rate it in the same way. Like we'll add them both together. And and then in the 30 years it's going to take for that movie to come out. (laughs) I'm not going to rate this movie. Okay. That's fair. Um, It's my same argument with uh, not to bring up the fucking MCU again. The only guy, the guy that's only seen MCU movies over here. um, Fucking guy. No, but much, much like Infinity War, I don't think. Either Infinity War or Endgame are better or worse than each other because they're one thing. There you go. So that's a good example you know, of two halves of a movie. I, I remember when when that movie first came out, me and you talking about it and mm-hmm. you telling me that you didn't want to like give it any sort of score because I remember giving it a score and you didn't want to give it one because the second movie hadn't come out yet. Yep. I, I, I still feel that way. So. I, I don't think either movie can exist without the other mm-hmm. because it's just a sequence of scenes that don't mean anything because there's no there's no <clears throat> real resolution, you know? Um, and I feel that way about Dune. And yeah. it's improperly named, too, because it should be called Dune Part 1. And it's just going to be called Dune. And when the second part comes out, it'll be Dune Part 2 and... Then they'll be like, oh, the other one was part one. Oh, I mean, it did see it. It says it. Yeah, but it doesn't say it anywhere, anywhere else. It. Yeah. It will eventually, I imagine. Yeah. Which I feel like. On their like, Blu-ray release and shit. Yeah. I feel like is like a, a trick 
to the audience. Absolutely. Like, hey, come watch it. It's all of it's Dune. It's the whole Dune. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, out of five, I will give this um, a, a 2.5. I'll oh. give it a five. Okay. Five out of ten, basically. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I mean, but there's just not enough substance there for me. It was a good movie. I did really in, enjoy a lot of aspects of mm-hmm. the movie. As, as a movie, it's it's great. But as a story, it's really lacking, um, understandably, because this is half of a movie. But but I, I, I think Kenny said it earlier. Like, Denny doesn't do a good enough job explaining anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... I just, I felt lost and just bored the entire time. Um, with that being said, it's still a gorgeous fucking movie. Dude. You the, know, I still love the design. casting, like y'all said. I feel like the, yeah. the whole reason the, the sauerkraut show up looking like they do is because they were designed so badass. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the sauerkraut planet for a second. Yeah. It was haunting and terrifying and fucking <laughs> sick, dude. The fucking guy up there, there's I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking dope. Up there singing the fucking Macarena and or whatever. Oh, dude, it's so good. Their language is fucking terrifying. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, so sick. This I will watch this movie again over and over and over and over and over just because of how dope so much of it is but mm-hmm. you're right i if i had not read dune before if mm-hmm. i had not seen david lynch's version before this would mean jack all shit to me frankly but it looks sick and i would have pretended to love it because I, of how ba- badass it looks mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. anyway but uh so that's my rating yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's you your rating, rating for no it? i think i'm gonna give it an na kind of like ian you know what i mean like mm-hmm. uh it needs it needs its other half to you know for me to have a full opinion on what i think about this which is kind of a bummer you know mm-hmm. um but regardless of that i I mean, I, I was literally watching it when Ian got here today, and I'll probably finish that watching after y'all leave tonight, because I really think, kind of like 2049, this movie is gorgeous. It it understands the content it's trying to tell. It just doesn't do a good job telling it, is mm-hmm. even what I'd say to that. It It is honest. It's honest to the book. It's honest to the book. It just is. That's, that's its fault. That yeah. is both its blessing and its curse is how much it is honest to the book. I really hope the second movie has a lot of streamscape. I yeah. agree with you entirely mm-hmm. on that. Um, the, yeah, the brashness of it going from like these dark, intense scenes to all of a sudden like you're bright and yeah. sand and here's and sh- and Shanti Chaney's just, just yeah. like <laughs> flowing in the wind. Just, and she's like, look down here. And yeah, then the you whispers. see Paul like <sighs> flipping and shit. Yeah, like, <sighs> what? <laughs> yeah, all that crap. So yeah. I can definitely deal with And But I think we will hopefully get significantly less of that mm-hmm. in the second half once he, you know, moves up into the mantle of what he is destined to become, you know. Um, so I, I have incredibly high hopes for the future. I mean, I've been excited for this movie all goddamn year, mm-hmm. even if it didn't totally land right or hit yeah just right i still love it for what it is and think once we hopefully have the full thing that it's meant to be then i'll be like this shit's fucking perfect you know <laughs> yeah. i'm really i'm optimistically I, believing yeah. that's still going to be the finish line i think of this i might be there with you yeah yeah so i'm we're at the 50 yard line right now i'm just hoping that when we get to the finish line it's still going to be yeah nothing but green lights so that's i'm, I'm hopefully optimistic is no, me walking too. away from dune part one 
That, that was so wrong of a statement. You what? said we're at the 50-yard line. I just hope when we get to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, we, we, do yeah, we do a slam dunk. We slam dunk that puck yeah. into that beautiful exactly. Hogwarts circle. I hate you guys. <laughs> we catch that snitch. <laughs> catch that snitch up. And then we, and then, and yeah. we give them stitches because snitches we, get we, <laughs> we free throw yeah. right, you know, that three-pointer. Right over the, the goal line. You know that's not wrong. I'm just <laughs> you can't free throw a three-pointer over I'll that goal line. I'll free throw your head. Okay. All right, guys. Oh, next, next week. Oh, next week next is Kingmas. Next week. It's the holidays. Oh, boy. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing The Green Mile. We're going to be mm. celebrating the movies of Stephen King. Well, he doesn't make the movies, but... He wrote the stories that made the movies. Yes, that's exactly. Right. He makes the movies, all of them, every <laughs> single one. Do we know one. who directed that? I don't know who directed The Green Mile. I remember Mile. seeing the that when I was a Mile, child. Directed by Frank Darabont. Oh. I, mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he did the screenplay for Shawshank Redemption too. Wonderful, and The Mist. So this guy's obviously okay. a Stephen King. Yeah, this guy's a, a Kinghead. Uh, king I actually head. really love The Mist. So you know, we got we got Tom Hanks and Michael Clark Duncan, and uh, yeah, some exciting times ahead. We got it. Sam Rockwell. You guys excited? Yeah, actually. I but am. but are y'all excited? I'm I'm yes. pretty excited. I've never cool. all the King movies that we've chosen, unless we do a swap up. Mm-hmm. Um, all the King movies that we've chosen, I've never seen before. So that's dope. I'm pretty excited. Hell yeah! Uh, so yeah, come back next week. That is what we're gonna be doing. Can't wait to walk that green mile with you guys. I Lola. wish. Hold on, let me play some Halloween or not Halloween. That was such a let, good <laughs> you can redo it. Let me just play some Christmas music on our way out. Crumbus, you're taking so long. Oh. Deck the halls with Chip Tadarski. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, can't wait to get into this holiday season and uh, walk that green mile with y'all next week. So we'll uh, see y'all then, or we'll see y'all another time. Bye, guys. Bye. Get out of here.